Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Brittany Bodie, and we're going to do things a little different today. So this is the first episode that I'm recording with guest solo. I don't have Sam, my partner in crime, on today because she is actually with her son. Her son is having a fun run event at his school today, and so she's there volunteering and you know, family is a huge part of Sam's why. And I think it's a common theme amongst many people that become business owners. They really want to put their family first. So being a business owner gives her the flexibility to do just that. And so today she's again at school with her son and we're excited for her to be able to have that flexibility. So I am thrilled to have some incredible guests on with us today. In previous episodes, Sam and I have talked a lot about horsepower brands. It is a brand house that we are very excited about. And today we get to have some of the team behind Mighty Dog Roofing. So without further ado, I can't wait to introduce our guests today. So first and foremost, the gentleman that I get to work with firsthand with my clients, Josh Hoffman, the Director of Development on Mighty Dog Roofing. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thanks for having us, Brittany. We joined Sam uh, on the fun run, but I don't think you can get uh, me running anywhere, no matter, no matter the go. <laughs> right? I know. I will, I will absolutely leave that to the eight-year-olds today. So I'm cheering Max on, her son from afar, but I'm certainly glad that I am not there running alongside him. And then we have Lincoln Zur, who is the president at Mighty Dog Roofing. Welcome to our podcast, Lincoln. Hey, thanks for having us. Really, really glad to be here. Thank you so much. Well, Lincoln, I'm going to start with you. We love to kick off every episode just talking about our guest backgrounds. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you fell into franchising? How I fell into franchising is a little bit of a, maybe not a unique story, but I, I started my career in public accounting. So I was a CPA for uh, an auditor for about 10 years and then did a lot of work in um, a international clinical research company. We had uh, 35 locations in 18 countries and so a bit of a beast. And so that background is um, still makes me kind of a a data geek and, a, and still a nerd at heart. I spent the last eight years or so as president and CEO of a commercial real estate company that did uh, about 50 million a year in commercial real estate construction. And, and then we had about a million square feet of office retail space that we owned, leased and managed. And so Mike, the, the real connection with Horsepower and Mighty Dog is, is, is actually through Tony Hurlbut, who is our the CEO of Horsepower. Tony and I both worked for the same CPA firm, albeit 20, 20 years or so apart. And I had we had a mutual friend that uh, reached out to me and, and and said, you know, this is this is a company that speed limit signs, you know, just don't exist. And um, growing and growth and movement and change uh, and all of, all of those things are things that energize me. And so his his comment to me was, you know, you you have to meet these people. And the, the fit was obviously pretty natural. As it relates to franchising, though, this is my, my first foray, I suppose, into the, into the space. Although having uh, been 
in public accounting and consulting with businesses that don't actually report to you, it, it's not unlike what we're doing today. I think any role that you get to work with businesses, small business owners, it can certainly help prepare you for franchising. And I hate to break it to you now that you're sucked in, you're never getting out. So <laughs> franchising is this uh, community that once you're in, you're stuck. It's so, not a bad thing. That's not it, a bad thing. It's wonderful. So thanks for sharing your story. So Josh, I'll kick it over to you. How did you fall into franchising and end up at Mighty Dog? Yeah, fall, stumble. It's kind of how it always happens, right? And uh, I actually stumbled in in my teen years. Uh, I ended up working as a part of the housing crisis. I needed need to pay the bills. So I was going to school and ended up painting houses because uh, that was what was out there. And I had no idea what a franchise was. I didn't even know I was working for a franchise. Uh, so it was a great program uh, that I ended up being a part of and offered franchises to college students to really learn how to run a business. Uh so I ended up acquiring a location and ran a painting company through college, which was a fantastic opportunity. Did that for about eight years and worked on their operations side as a uh, business coach. Uh, then, as you said, it's really hard to escape the, the franchising world. And I say escape, but uh, it's something I fell in love with, certainly in the home service and franchising space, the support that typically comes with the franchise and obviously finding space that makes sense. I, I loved home services. So uh, ended up with another uh, franchisor that started as one brand, uh, and I came on. I'm a, of all things, a teacher by trade, uh, or at least education. So ended up coming on and serving as a uh, basically the trainer for that brand. And that brand grew to another company that grew up to about ten. So built out ten home service training concepts from employees out to new franchises. Within there, served in multitude of roles. Coaches, as those brands grew, ended up serving as a brand president for a handyman concept, kitchen organization concept. So got to see really all the nuances of different home service concepts. And I've now been with Horsepower about a year, but, you know, I've seen a lot of different franchisors. And, you know, as a lot of folks see in Lincoln said, it's, I saw it was happening here and, and, and wanted to come aboard. So coming over here, started with Mighty Dog and roofing was one of the few things I hadn't been involved in. And I, I always say that I'm so happy I'm here, but I think my first reaction to horsepower was pure jealousy in the sense that running the business, I was like, man, wouldn't, I wonder what things would have been like if I had this kind of support and these kind of tools. But for all the reasons I think franchising is, you know, that we've talked about it so far, it's something I'm in love with and, and have no plans to, to run away from anytime soon here. I think being a franchisee, it certainly gives you a different perspective of what good support is like and how critical that is. So I have to imagine you put a lot of thought into what would your next move be as you transition from being a franchisee than being in training for a franchisor. So you had to put a lot of thought into it. So tell us a little bit more. We've mentioned Mighty Dog a couple of times. What is Mighty Dog? Tell us about the business model. Yeah. So I'd say foremost, Mighty Dog is obviously a roofing company. So we focus on roofing replacement, but we really consider ourselves more a sales marketing technology company that happens to operate in the roofing space. So again, our services go from full roofing replacement to roofing repair. And then we also have some ancillary services uh, that really derive from similar labor pools and similar customer acquisition strategies. So we also service siding. Uh, windows, and then we are diving into the solar world uh, within there. But within roofing, uh, again, we say sales marketing technology because our owners 
are are not do not have roofing backgrounds by any means, uh, and not really what the industry needs. It's really looking for that sophistication. Um, so again, a, a space we operate in, uh, but multiple service lines within there. So roofing is a business model that is primarily just mom and pop driven. And you guys are really the first in the space to come in, in franchising and dominate. And so I would love to hear from you, Lincoln, more about what the future vision is for Mighty Dog. Tell us the mission behind it and tell us what you see in the future. What's that vision? Uh, Brittany, I'm a, I'm, a reader, uh, a student, you know, the, the growth mindset. And, and one of the people that I have listened to um, over the years that has been impactful to me, it was, is Simon Sinek. And um, his start with why um, was incredibly impactful to me because it's the, the whole concept of people um, buy, don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Um, and what you do is simply proof of what you believe. That's That's one of his quotes. And I, the other part of that, which is a follow-on, is, is that we don't, as a business, we don't really want people that just simply need what we have. We really want customers who believe what we believe. And so the, there are statistics out there that would confirm, I suppose, uh, that roofing uh, contractors as a service provider are, are the least of the trusted providers in home services. Uh, and it's not a mistake. It's not a, uh, a fluke. It's like 10 years running by the BBB. So the opportunity to step into a space like that and and change the narrative and change the homeowner experience is, is immense. And that's what I think Mighty Dog is about, is not only taking care of the home, not only taking care of the customer, but doing it in such a way that changes their experience and makes them want to continue to work with Mighty Dog. The most of us have a trusted advisor, um, if you will, for for your finances. You um, you trusted advisor for your health is is your doctor or your dentist or whatever. But with the home being the largest single investment that probably any of us will make, it's ironic that most of us don't have a trusted advisor for our home. And I think that. Is, is exactly where Mighty Dog wants to be. And I think that's exactly what we want to be known as, especially when we have the opportunity to really take care of all of the exterior uh, services um, that Josh mentioned. One of the, as uh, one of the things Josh didn't mention was metal roofing, standing seam metal, because we're, we, we launched that in the last 60 days. So if you're not paying attention, um, there could be a new service pretty quick. Um, but I think that's where everybody's going to have your own their own why. I mean, you mentioned Sam's why. Um, obviously, our families become a very critical, vital component to what we do, what we do, and why we get out of bed at five o'clock every morning. But I think the the corporate why uh, is one that I think resonates with people. Uh, people want to to be able to trust their uh, the people that are around in and around their home and, and providing those services. And I think the way we approach roofing, which is interesting uh, in and of itself, when you think about approaching roofing uh, with technology, those are not two words that probably get used in the same sentence very often. But we do approach roofing with technology. We do use the, the GoPros, the drones, the the other tools that 
uh, allow us to to demonstrate to a homeowner uh, the damage or that is or or in then some instances is not present um, on their roof. And instead of just walking around on the roof and clunking around for four minutes and then and then stepping off the ladder and saying, you know, yeah, you got damage, <laughs> uh, let's go file an insurance claim. Um, our team is is very um, adept and, and very intentional about showing the homeowner, here's what I've seen. And it's not just here's what I've seen. Take it, take it, my word for it, word of mouth. You know, it's on, it's recorded. Uh, it's a recorded inspection. Um, and we get it, we get to show them exactly what it is that we saw. And it, it kind of becomes a very obvious, um, non-decision because when they see the same damage that we see, uh, it's, it's like, okay, let's go. And so trust, transparency, changing the experience for homeowners. Uh, if we are successful there, we're going to be wildly successful everywhere else. I think those are some big differentiators. You know, it's a huge investment when you are changing out your roof as a homeowner, even if you're filing through insurance. And so you want to partner with a vendor that you truly can trust in. And I think it's incredible what you guys have built from a technology perspective on this brand to build that trust and be extremely transparent. Can you talk a little bit about what you're building for Mighty Dog franchisees? But candidly, it is the number one reason why I consistently show any of the horsepower brands feedback that I get from my clients as they work with Josh, a mighty dog is wow, the support it's so buttoned up. So that's a huge differentiator. I've worked in emerging brands throughout my career and normally an emerging brand, you know, a brand that's been open less than five years doesn't have these layers of support. So can you tell us a little bit more about the support that Mighty Dog offers? Yeah, I think when you think about opening a business, um, you know, and a business, a service business in particular, you think about, well, geez, I got to take phone calls. I've got to set appointments. Um, I have to keep my books. Um, I need a website, um, you know, I, I need to find people. Those are all issues that are faced by every single person that's, that's, that's contemplating starting a business. So there's none of, none of those are particularly unique, but I think the value of what the horsepower side does is, you know, we have a powerhouse call center, which is, which, which books phone calls and appointments for our franchisees. We've got Z books, which is a, an accounting, uh, vertical, uh, I guess, as we refer to them, that, that not only has the ability to bookkeep and create a general ledger, but the, the gentleman that is, uh, head of Z books is a, is a former CPA like, like Tony and I, and has the ability to sit down and really do, some value added uh, analytics and and being able to really help the franchisees understand their business, understand their costs, understand what's fixed costs, what's variable costs, what will what where they can scale and and what what will 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 not scale and will move with them as they grow. Um, and then you've you've got also uh, we mentioned the the website. Um, we have a a digital marketing firm that. We purchased and integrated into Horsepower that does a lot of the digital marketing components, the search engine optimizations, um, and then a the I think the latest one was Recruit Z, which is which we hired one of the 
frankly, one of the best recruiters in the city of Omaha, uh, Dakota Taylor, to come across from First National Bank Omaha and lead a team of people that do recruiting, um, not only for, they do the recruiting for horsepower brands, which is, which is interesting, um, but we also offer that to our franchisees. And so the, our franchisees are getting access to exactly the same team of people that would recruit for me um, as, as a brand. And so, um, not only, I, I think the thing with, with Brittany, so I think all of those things, um, will, are, are costs and if you will, expertise that a business owner, you know, either has to have, or they have to go higher. And by, by providing it, we, we do, um, shortcut a lot of that process and add a lot of value in, in the, in the interim. But I think, for me, we've added seven people in the Mighty Dog, inside the Mighty Dog silo, not just the horsepower brands. Um, we're added a director of marketing and director of finance, director of sales. Um, we're, we're adding a sales development side so that we not only have the ability to bring people through academy and train them in academy, but, but when, they, when they grow and they add another salesperson, we're not asking them to take their revenue producing salesman out of commission for a week or two weeks and go train this other guy um, because that's obviously going to have a, a direct impact on uh, leads and contracts and revenue for their location. Um, we're positioning ourselves to be able to do that for them and, and allow them to, to continue to grow. So I'm honestly as excited. Uh, I've had a lot of teams in, in my career um, but, but honestly, none that I'm more excited about this team. This team is very much a, let's go get it. Let's go get it done. Let's go figure out how to make uh, our franchisees better and how to add value. And it's really, really like every single day. That's, that's where we start. Um, and I'm as excited about the, the support and the infrastructure inside of Mighty Dog, um, as I am about the support and the infrastructure that sits overall on the other side with horsepower brands. I think when you visit the corporate office there, I mean, you can just feel it. It's contagious. People are genuinely excited to be there. They're collaborating in the different rooms, the war rooms, and really focused on how do we support these franchisees. So visiting, I visited twice this year, and every time I leave, I'm even more excited than when I got there. So Josh, tell me, who do you want in the system? You have worked with hundreds of potential franchisees, existing franchisees throughout your career. You've been one. Who's a good fit for this system? I want to make sure that we continue to bring forward the right franchisees. So tell us who's the right fit and then maybe give us a little bit of what their day in the life could look like. Yeah. Um, so I'll give kind of two general, which I think is true of any business owner. And then specifically for my dog, some that come in. So I, I think you talk to any CEO executive out there and the first thing they're going to tell you is know your numbers. I think the best franchisees we have are not only KPI focused, metric focused, but then results oriented. Um, a lot of times that we see you know, people trying to work backwards, my operations, I'm going to fix this to then create an end result. It's looking at what do I want my end result to be? And then following that process, I think then specifically uh, to any business is an optimistic attitude. Uh, you hear a term in franchising and you talk to people outside the space and you hear the term like business in a box. It doesn't exist. Right? And, I, and I shouldn't say it anywhere, but the idea that, 
hey, this is just going to run itself. It doesn't take an entrepreneur is it's just not true. So I tend to find that our, in my experience, our fits are people who are not even saying glass half full folks. It's somebody who looks, it doesn't, it just has to be not half empty, right? It can have eight ounces in it. It can be, all right, the glass is half full. I can be in there, but I can't look at things and say, ah, I, I, I'm not here to solve it, right? So problem solvers are out there. And then specifically to my dog and horsepower as a whole are people who are willing to operate within a system, but then also utilize resources to grow. Because again, some, some concepts out there, you're going to say, hey, I, I need a maverick because I don't have a ton of support. And I speak to my franchising experience where it was a lot of you know, 80, 90, 100 hour weeks. And that can work. You can almost always will something into fruition, uh, but that doesn't mean you can scale it. And Mighty Dog is very much not designed to be a mom and pop. So that 80, 60, 80, 100 hour weeks, is, it's not sustainable and it's not scalable. So, hey, am I willing to use the resources and use specific knowledge that we have within? Lincoln talked about the people we're bringing in, having a director of sales, having an operations person, having a general coach, having a director of marketing, having claims and supplementation access, I can figure out that all on my own. Actually, I probably can't, but some smarter folks could. But those who scale rapidly at the end of the day are those who utilize those. And then I, I use the phrase creative in a bubble. Again, there, there are things out there you need to be a business owner. We're going to provide all the support that is out there. And I can say that with full confidence that Mighty Dog is doing that. But I also still, how am I going to make my operations better? Part of a great franchise system is the ability to share information, is there's a hive mind aspect. And I think that's one of the things that Mighty Dog does best and horsepower as a whole is pivot. When a franchise says, hey, I tried this thing within your creative process. We do this. Hey, let's see if it's repeatable or, hey, we need you to support us in this way is trying new things. That allows us to get better and give feedback. So I think, again, someone who is open-minded, positive, metric focused and driven has that purpose is somebody who's a fit for mighty dog at the end of the day. Those are great qualities. So finding that right fit franchisee, then maybe tell us what could their day in the life look like? What's their day as a mighty dog franchisee? Yeah. So mighty dog supports uh, anywhere from owner operator to what we're going to call again, the colloquial term, the semi absentee. I like to use the word executive. Uh, so again, really what we look at is, and we refer to as revenue generating activities are things that owners should be focused on. So this is everywhere from, again, I'd say first and foremost, your morning is making sure you and or your team is accountable to production. At the end of the day, if I'm not producing revenue at bottom line, doesn't matter. Nothing else really matters. Right? So it's, Hey, are the daily tasks that need to happen? Either it's by me as an owner or my team most again, have a team in place. Hey, are these things going to get done? And we employ uh, the traction model. Uh, we're heavy believers in that of, hey, right person in the right seat. And then what are their measurables? So first is making sure that happens. The second then, I'd say day in the life of, of what they should be doing and are doing is networking. Right? Making sure that they're building relationships within a community. I think one of the great things about digital marketing and all the support we have is that I can get out of the gate very, very quickly with the relationships we built having that in-house but there's nothing wrong with organic traction. BNIs, these larger contracts driving revenue, building relationships within a community is huge. I think another thing you, you move, if we're moving throughout the day, that would be kind of your nine to noon is, hey, I'm building some of these. 
And then I think our great owners really build customer relations, right? So it's how can I influence my team? So this could be something as simple as, hey, I'm going to go right along with a sales rep. Not to say, hey, I'm tracking you. Are you are you doing everything the way that, you know, saying the right things or critique you on that? But, hey, I just want to see what's going on in the business. How can I help you improve and improve relationship with the customer? So, again, same thing with quality control. Maybe a production manager, a GM that I ride around with. Shaking a customer's hand to be able to walk on site and say, hi, I'm the owner. Just want to check that things are going really well are the things that really drive the business. And then I would say, again, more towards the end of your day, you're, you're looking and saying, all right, now let's review what happened. Where are our metrics heading? And then within there is always, all right, now my operations is flowing. Now let's plan out the next one, two, three, four months, because I can only affect today, today, but I can plan for tomorrow. And using traction, uh, I think our dashboard is really state of the art uh, for metrics. Hey, what are my metrics trending? How do I then grow this business? And within there, again, talking to coaches, meeting with your resources that you have, our different verticals. Hey, give me the data. How, how can I help you improve this? Vice versa. How can we make sure our results are better uh, within there? So, uh, again, I would say very much we're focused on how, how can you as an owner best drive revenue? Because that's the number one indicator of profit, which... Uh, I might be going out on a limb to say, I, I would hope that all of our owners, that's their number one focus is how do I make money at the end of the day? Uh, I don't know if maybe it exists, but a nonprofit roofing company doesn't sound very fun. So, hey, how can we help you in that? Uh, is really what their days are going to look like. On our initial consultation with clients, you know, I always ask them, what are you looking for from a return standpoint? And my language is, obviously, we're here to make money, right? This isn't a charity. So you should be focused in your business on how do you drive revenue? Of course, you have to manage the financials and look at the bottom line. But if you don't have any revenue driven, then you don't have a bottom line to look at. So I think focused on revenue generating activities is really important. You've both have given us such great insight today. And I think having worked with business owners, you know, been a business owner yourselves, I think you probably have received some good advice throughout your career. So I always like to hear all of our guests' best piece of advice. So Lincoln, I'll start with you. Tell us the best piece of advice you've ever received. Uh, I was hoping you'd start with Josh. Um, <laughs> you know... <sighs> I guess I would I would honestly go uh, back to Warren Buffett. Um, he talked. He has several speeches out there that he's given that um, that talk about like Mrs. B, who started Nebraska Furniture Mart, and Jack Taylor, who started uh, Enterprise Rent a Car. And his point to them was to point in those in those speeches is there was nothing that Jack brought that Hertz and Avis and uh, budget didn't have. Uh, there was nothing that Mrs. B had uh, in terms of furniture that anybody else couldn't have done. There was nothing special, nothing. And, and except both of these people had an absolute, you know, day in day out determination to succeed. Um, a, a willingness to, every day outwork anybody in the industry and a genuine care for their customers. Um, and I, and his point is I've never seen a business that ever that had those things that had 
a, a, a willingness to, to do those things and, and, and the desire to delight the customer that didn't succeed. So, you know, I, I would, I would, that, that to me would probably be it. Um, there's a lot of different pieces, places you could go to, but I guess when you go to the Oracle of Omaha, it's not, it's, it, it's hard to lose, but, and I think all of that applies fabulously to the franchising industry and what it is that we're doing today. Because I think when you look at roofing, you know, nothing, there's nothing we have necessarily. We have asphalt jingles. Everybody else does too. Um, there's nothing we have that anybody else doesn't have except those things. And if we can have uh, the willingness to outwork people and to care for our customers, we're going to be very, very successful. Absolutely. That's great advice. What about for you, Josh? Best piece of advice you've ever received? I'm going to go above and beyond here and give three because how could I, how could good things come in threes? So uh, I think in business, uh, the best advice I ever got is we spoke to it a lot and I was a young guy. So I'm, it's going to sound a little silly, but the profit matters. Um, and it matters a lot. And I was, I, I received this from at the time, uh, someone I very much respect. And I was running a business that was not super lean. I wasn't profiting nearly where I needed to, but I had happy employees and happy customers and all these other things. And uh, it became apparent to me that a happy, healthy business also has to be profitable. So I, I think those things matter. And intrinsically, I would say a lot of business owners and folks and people have, they want to help other people. They want to do things, but again, if your business isn't profitable, you can't grow, you can't scale, you can't help more people. And in home services, specifically, even in roofing, I can't improve that experience if I, I can't grow. So profit matters and it can matter as much as those other things. Uh, I think the other one, when you talk about uh, great business owners, uh, they got told me is just that you should never have any regrets about decisions that you've made. Cause you hear the age old question of like, if you go back in time, what would you change? And the answer should always be nothing. Now, that's not to say you probably couldn't have made better decisions along the way. But if you're a great business owner, a great at whatever you do, you should always be taking all the data around you and making the most informed decision with the information you have at the time. The only reason you should have regrets if you don't do that. And we talk about Mighty Dog. Hey, that's most businesses. It's hard to uncover that information where we want to give that information to you again go out there. And the last one, I'm not breaking the rule. I'm following the rule of advice, which is never speak more than three times in a meeting. You should be able to get whatever you're saying and, and attack that. So that would be my three. And I think that passes my last rule there. <laughs> I like that you wrap that up as your uh, third piece of advice. That's great. Okay. I like to wrap every episode with your personal compelling reason for being in the franchise industry. So Lincoln, I'll start with you again on that one. I still think this is unfair that I have to go before Josh because he got three <laughs> and I got one. But um, yeah, this is maybe, this is maybe cheating, Brittany, but you know, to me, um, I get out of bed every morning and I just, I, I want to make a difference. Right. Um, if if what if you get out of bed every morning and, and, and you don't have a, a true desire to serve and a true desire to to make a difference in other people's lives. Um, Benjamin Franklin asked himself two questions every day in the morning. It was what good can I do? And in the evening, it was what good did I did I do? And. It actually, one of the, John Maxwell talks about how that influenced his life and his ability and his desire to serve. Um, 
And I, I, you know, I'm a firm believer that we are all given gifts and, and have experiences that at the end of the day, we're simply called to use those for other people. And if we're not using them for other people, we're wasting the gifts and the talents that, that God's given us. And I think, uh, so that to me is, is very simply the reason for getting out of bed and the reason for being in franchising is I think the experiences that I've had in my lifetime, uh, both in building teams and, and, and in growing businesses. And um, I, 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 for whatever reason, I feel like I have something to offer. And if we can make even one or two or three franchisees more successful in a given day, um, we've, we've, we've done well. We've done our job. I think you have to really care about, you know, putting franchisees first if you're going to be in a role leading a brand like you are. So that's great that you're kind of why all ties back to that, serving others. What about for you, Josh? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to get an extra bonus check for this, but I'm going to I'm going to quote Zach, uh, our founder on this one, which is that horsepower is the widget to your why. And maybe that's paraphrasing, but I think that applies to franchising as a whole. So whether it's profit, whether it's, hey, I can go do a fun run at two o'clock, one o'clock on a Thursday. Hey, I can do that. So with franchising, it it could be a passion project. That's great. It could be for freedom. It could be for getting out of the corporate world. It can be for profit, for something for your family. It's why I love franchising and what horsepower provides is, all right, what, what of those do you want? What options do we have? Mighty Dog, again, different models within there. And I speak that back to franchising. What I think does so well specifically at Mighty Dog and Horsepower is that franchising raises your floor. At the end of the day, what we're going to give you is a really fast car. And we're going to teach you how to drive it. We're going to let you drive it as fast as you want. And where Lincoln said earlier, there's no speed limit signs. There are, right? So when you look at that, how fast do you want to go? Great. This vehicle can do that. But what we are going to give you is roadsides when, hey, there's a curve coming up. I want that. I want that warning. At the end of the day, I think it it raises that for that level of success to get what you want out of your life rather than when you see small business owners maybe struggle. It's because they don't have these resources. So, you know, I think horsepower does it best of all. And franchising as a whole is really designed to do that. So it's it's where I, again, every day I get on, talk to folks. It's something that I lived in my life and I, I get to see every day. So I feel very blessed in that way. Uh, but it's where I, I'd always recommend franchising and, and horsepower overall. We all are very blessed to be in this industry. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. I really enjoyed having you and look forward to continuing to find right fit franchisees for the Mighty Dog system. So thank you guys. Hey, thank you, Brittany. Enjoyed it. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.